Welcome to the 10 for 2 Guys show. We're your host, Stephen Holgate, and tonight we have a very special guest for you. Oh, this man, <laughs> he is a very special guy, uh, a classic camp legend. Um, everyone knows him. He's the 2021 Dean of the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, give me, from Needham, Massachusetts, Danny Kaplan. Let's go. Oh, wow. So happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me on. Just a big fan of the 10 for 2 Guys show. <laughs> Gotta say. Yeah. Gotta say. Oh, I don't know. How, how we doing, man? Yeah. I don't know if it's college league podcast level, but time for two guys show up there on the charts. Yeah. The podcast already. Uh oh, yeah. that'll be fun. Crank out a few more episodes outside of camp, and we'll start talking. Ooh, yeah, exactly. That's cold. Yeah. All right, Danny, how we doing? Yeah. Where are you at in life right now? Um, I'm great. I'm great right now. Um, I'm just doing school. I'm at UMass Amherst with my fellow classmate matthew holgate um who's that uh, it's a cool guy i must that's all i've heard about him yeah Continue. super chill awesome really <laughs> smart um i'm great living the post-teen life uh just taking everything in uh yeah i'm happy how about you guys i mean yeah, yeah just pushing through you know um it's another off season doing stuff like this is awesome Steen, yeah. you got any more to say yeah basically that i mean a lot of fun doing this because it keeps us closer to camp. But besides that, just kind of going through college right now. I'm so, pumped to be here. Yeah, so I guess let's get into this. Like, uh, I mean, how would you – I'll start this. Like, how would Dean Summer sort of compare to your expectations? Like, obviously, everybody who goes to camp has been dreaming about this since they came. But how did it sort of compare to what you expected going in? It lived up to everything I thought it was going to be since i was eight years old um it's really it's really the craziest experience of all time and especially for someone our age a lot of people get internships a lot of uh like all your friends are networking getting all this stuff and there's a lot of pressure to not go back to camp and to advance yourself in whatever world you want to work in but being a dean and like being a counselor, what I've gotten out of it is more than what I would have gotten from being anywhere else this past summer and the past few summers. The relationships, the skills, everything that I got out of it, and on top of it, to do it with my three best friends. I know you guys spoke about this in the last podcast, but like, like I was, I was in bed, laying down, listening to counselors. I already got eliminated out of bedtime elimination. I wasn't a great BTE player, but um, just like listening to everyone's like entrances listening to jared talk about his dean entrance listen to stern used to write almas in our like bunk like on the table at rest period i like, expect it, nothing it, less out of stern that's honestly. the most black stern thing yeah. i've ever heard in my life and for it to just all come together and come this way and do it together like just made it made it even better it was the best experience of my whole entire life and plus by the way in class the other day uh we were doing sales pitches and i i did my sales pitch and went down and the professor was like, oh, Danny, do you have like a, a public speaking background, anything like that? And I was like, well, actually, uh, this past summer. <laughs> Let me summer, tell you about this job. <laughs> yeah. And first day in my sport leadership class, uh, the uh, get to know everyone was talk to the class about a leadership experience you've held uh, in recency. And I was like, well, there's a thing called College League. I don't know if you guys know about it, but it's sick. And I'm going to dominate all of you guys in this class. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, having that college league dean is definitely more of a leadership experience than anybody else is like a 20 year old will ever experience. So, I mean, kudos to you. Obviously, you did an amazing job this past summer. Yeah. Thank you. Also, uh, I want to give a before we really get into some stuff, I want to give a quick shout out to all my people. I want to give a shout out to Bunk 14. Uh, all my boys about to become CITs, about to dominate camp uh, Lakeside, question mark, as emoji. Um, <laughs> Uh, give a shout out to my other fellow deans, uh, Jared, Hank Stern, Mike Karen, Gerald Horn, Fernando Contreras, Slifka, Noah Anderson, uh, Sam Eisenman. And while uh, I have the floor, shout out to the best team in college history, Kentucky, five-star team. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it was actually the most talented five-star team in all of college history. And we felt bad if we won. So we just let Loyola and Steen win. We thought like it would be nice. <laughs> So that uh, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be fair if like the five, the all the five stars just dominate everyone the whole time. Like we had to let someone else win at some point. 
Oh, that's awesome. There's so, <laughs> that's much, to, there's so much to go from here, but I don't really want to roast any camper. <laughs> yeah, uh, come on, it's a PG show, Steve. Yeah. Be, be comfortable here. Yeah. What uh? What do you guys think about the summer? Oh, it's incredible. I mean, it was the best college league I ever saw. Like. I mean, I mean, yeah, like we finally got big roles on teams. So that was awesome for us. I mean, seeing like the actual, I mean, it was the closest we're probably going to get to Dean's until potentially next summer. So it was awesome to see all that. Uh, also, last thing, I think, well, not last thing. We have a full podcast, but um, also something I want to clarify uh, to our listeners of the 10 for two guys show. Um, if you guys were listening to past episodes, there was a, uh, it was brought up about the Leaf song in the Loyola skit. I don't necessarily remember for sure, but I think I may have been the creator of Leaf. I'm, uh, for those who also don't know, Kentucky was a big time uh, war room, going to other war rooms and like kind of mess around. It was a classic Frank, experience having the Kentucky guys come into everyone's war room. That was the best yeah. part of it. I think we were the yeah, last one was- to hold out. I think we were, Loyola was the last one you guys broke into, but... Yeah, we were big time pranksters, but I yeah. think one of the nights before President Night Stern told me I went in to pull something and I went in and Stern sitting there all stressed out. All you guys are huddled around. And I think he was, told me that he couldn't use the C word. We won't say it uh, and had to switch it. And I think I just started like naming off like beef, Steve steam leaf whatever and i i don't know but i remember stern saying like "Ooh, that could work and i left i was like well, i can't give him too much like president's in like two days like i'm out and i don't know hands up i don't know but could have been me i think that further proves your point that you didn't want to let the five-star team win and you had to give it to somebody else you gave them their skit idea too like come on man. hey i mean the skit won us college league so i'll definitely take well it. i purposely let loyola win because i was also the spell, the spell master. I uh, cursed. I was a curse god. I cursed Wyoming. They. You did curse Wyoming. You did curse Wyoming. Do you remember when we stole? The, do you remember when we stole they the coconut? Had, the coconut theft thief was that should that was a scandal. That was what, a big what scandal. What do you mean? I had one night where I walked into Wyoming's war room, took the coconut, and brought it to Kentucky's war room. Yeah, and we held on to it, thereby cursing the coconut, and we kept it hostage, and then we cursed the Loyola lacrosse stick and you guys all started losing but then zachary had my hard drive and i needed to get it back so i uncursed you guys right before <laughs> president you guys happened to win i wonder i wonder how oh. for quick context on the coconut for people who don't know wyoming's war room had a coconut with like the wu-tang logo on it and the cowboys logo on the back and starting second session the entire war room would get around the coconut and have prayer group to it we get like this classic like church music going in the background everyone would lift the coconut up for a couple seconds say a couple good words and it would go from there it was kind of funny though because as soon as we started praying to the coconut we started losing games so i mean I don't correlation a, isn't causation but i don't, think I, don't that a coincidence. I don't know i mean my favorite part of the whole thing is wasn't the coconut a part of your team like before say ethan was yes yes <laughs> absolutely uh I, I get a text from jared back in like uh february i think and he goes uh, and yo D- danny holy, case you i have notice. a coconut and I go, what? <laughs> and he says, I have a coconut with the Wyoming logo on it. We're going to use it like Howard's Rock. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's hilarious. Yeah. And then sure enough, we prayed to it. And, well, you know what happens next. Yeah, half the fun of this podcast is giving Ethan crap, by the way. So anytime we can get a dig yeah. at Ethan. But uh, let's get into Kentucky. So I think a lot of this is how we want to do this was we just want to kind of talk through the summer. And you give it as like the de- talk about like your dean, the dean perspective, like Kentucky perspective. Because obviously I experienced the summer through a Loyola point of view, Holgate experienced it through a Wyoming point of view, but we just kind of want to get a good idea of your experience in college league as the dean of Kentucky. So first part gets is let's talk about the first couple of loops. I mean, obviously you guys came out really hot. You guys were winning a lot of games at the beginning. So how that, like, how did it sort of feel to be the dean of the team dominating at the beginning, For quite frankly? Um, the Kentucky Wildcats. Hmm. <laughs> um crazy um we the way everything started off was <laughs> we were we were used to the number one so for example we had we i pulled out of the hat i pulled out the first pick in the staff draft so i had i pulled out number one then Where you got to like select the order on each of the drafts stuff like that yes i then 
pulled out number one. Um, uh, well, before that, we were in first place, basically all of staff orientation, basically dominated staff orientation, used to being number one. Uh, then we, the little secret meeting uh, before we got the teams, we all pulled out of a hat for our team. I pulled out the number one team, like the, the first team, team number one with the first play. And then we were basically in first place for most of first session. And we were, we were used to the one and it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's big time, it's big time confidence. It's, it's big time momentum just to start off coming out of the gate. I mean, it's much harder leading a team when you lose the first three loops, lose first four loops and you're already out 40, 50 points. And you're like, if this keeps going, we're going to be out of it by the first end of first session. Yeah, and imagine I imagine buying was pretty easy to get that first couple of weeks. I mean, when you're winning like that, it's hard not to love a team. Buy-in, buy-in was extremely easy. I I felt as if like it kind of clicked right away, and that I think that had to do with our staff and like our top leaders, but it also had to do with just coming out hot. And that was kind of it. Also, kind of resembled our team. Like when I think back on Kentucky, and I think when others think back on Kentucky, you think like Big Blue, kind of. Uh, not not obnoxious but loud loud big energetic and that's fun team team for sure fun Fun team team. yeah that's how i that's how i always wanted it to be that's like since i wanted to be a dean it was like all right i want this to be big i want it to be loud i want it to be fun and i want it to be swaggy and it kind of helped coming out of the gates just like hot and like we had just i remember we were play week one and we, we were like still in first place, kind of like really rolling. And I was like, I cannot believe that we're in first place and we've been doing the play and we haven't even gotten a chance to do any of the stuff that we want to do and shape this team. And identity is already forming and we haven't really even done much. We put up one star, but we haven't really done much to shape the identity of how this team's going to go. And I was like, I was sneaky, kind of just like sitting in the playhouse. I was like, well, like if we're just like dominating and like can barely even like work that much on it, are we just gonna like run away with this? But didn't go like that. But it's it was awesome. Uh, real hot start, and that's like anything a dean could ask for. Yeah, one thing you forgot to mention on where you were number one, you got first play or first choice in the meeting place, and obviously you picked the right call. Yeah, just gotta uh, remember that one. God, you literally, so, yeah. you literally won everything at the beginning. <laughs> Way to get to the drawing board. Way to go back to that. Yeah, we also got uh, we won the flip cup, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know how meeting places are determined, the last two years, the staffs in orientation play a game of flip cup, and like the winning team gets the first pick of meeting place and so on. And if you don't know what flip cup is yet, wait till college. That's all I'll say. Uh, Non-alcoholic beverages. Absolutely, it's Mountain Dew, which honestly makes it way harder. (laughs) (laughs) A lot harder. Not for not for Jonathan Goldstein. Yeah, but. I'm really bad at flip cup. I've just found really good ways of like finessing it. Like you pour some Mountain Dew on the table before. I think this year I was like really scared that I was going to be the one to mess up. So I put like a can of Mountain Dew next to my cup. So I like flipped my cup into the thing of Mountain Dew to like help it land. Yeah. Wait, Classic. what? Classic. Yo, that's rigged, man. Wyoming got last place in that pick. Oh, yeah, that's man. why you're at the toe lax. Yeah. Hey, man, don't don't diss toe lax, man. I think it has potential to be a good meeting place going forward. I think we're not going to see any more old handball because that place, uh, I don't know. I wasn't much of a fan of it, but yeah. I'm with you. It's also a great tradition of the team that finishes first just sprints straight the to the place, normally being the rec hall. But it, like, it, it's kind of a sprint there in mosh pit, and it's kind of like a good little staff thing. Then you go to your we're in the rec hall and start talking about the team, and it's like, this is the energy that we want, and we're going to be in here. Yeah, I mean, because you guys had an incredible energy among your staff during orientation. Like, I mean, I feel like it was yeah. crazy. Like, I feel like every kind of – each one of the four of you kind of got the staff that fit your personalities really well. And with you being mm-hmm. this, like, super outgoing, like, energetic, positive guy – and you got all these staff that was just like super hype coming in. I don't know. Yeah, which I think resembled the league. Like if I, if I, if you asked me four years ago when going into our JC year, if us four were going to be deans, what our teams were going to look like, it's exactly what showed up. Yeah, it's exactly what showed up, and I. That's how awesome it was. I think you like you got teams with such different identities and such different components that it made it. So there was no 
there was no one there was no team that no one didn't want to be on you know like in in some years you get teams where it's like all right i can tell that this team's much better than that team if you take the worst team whoever you may think is the worst team out of this past year and put it into another league that team's winning it yeah and i'm telling you it's winning it i mean like there's great teams out there and it would definitely compete that's how great it was and what i think i think a lot of people think of think of it as a great league but i also think that it doesn't have like this vast like goat thing going with it just because everyone was so great that nothing really like fully stood out yeah if that makes sense i know i definitely have to agree with that like yeah i mean this league was the league where it's four incredibly strong teams and i honestly can't tell you who's the worst team i can't tell you who's the best team and i think that just goes to show how good each of the four teams were yeah Completely agree. All right, so you touched on it a little bit earlier, uh, but I kind of want to get a little more uh, a deep dive into what Rocky was for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, great play. Uh, you got tied for third, which honestly was kind of unfortunate. I was a big fan of Rocky, um, but I mean, some teams just don't, or some teams just don't get to win the play. Simple as that. Uh, what, what was your experience with Rocky? Um, I'm going to go hand up for Rocky getting third. I forgot my line during my cameo. I had, I assigned, I actually wrote my own lines and I forgot it. I got a little nervous on stage, but, uh, Rocky well, you was dropped that one good one where it was like, uh, breaking college league outside yeah. after all these years. That was good. Well, that was saving what I forgot. That was like, that was like, there was supposed to be a line before that. So I just skipped right to it and kind of saved it. Yeah. Um, that was good. But, was, you were really funny in the cameo. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I tried my, tried my absolute hardest. I went, uh, crop top for everyone to see um yeah, that was a trend of the plays this year yeah, the more skin they showed the better crop top yeah absolutely elite for a counselor cameo i think like they for my counselor cameo i was originally going to try and wear more of an undershirt and they just didn't want me to because they thought it'd be funnier <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah my counselor cameo like i had shorts up to like halfway to my thigh it yeah. just it happened yeah. but we digress uh back to rocky back to rocky yeah, so play one is exactly what you think it is. Like everything's just starting and it's chaotic. But I think us three notice know know this the most from our experience on Villanova together. Like play one bonds everyone together, no matter what age you are. You're in the playhouse together for the first week. You may not even like know everyone, and you're just kind of doing all those games, getting to know everyone's name, working together, grinding it out together. And it kind of sets the tempo. It sets the bar for the whole league. Like you can kind of, you can kind of among like some of the team leaders kind of set your identity, kind of get everyone feeling each other out. And then it's from there, you just already know each other and you go into it. Whereas if you have the second, third play, it's, it's a little bit different. Like you're already half, like halfway through and now you're starting to get to know people more. Um, I loved having the first play. Rocky was awesome. I mean, Will George as Ivan Drago was like maybe one of my favorite actors of all time. And Rocky was, I think what made Rocky more special than it actually like was, was that there was a lot of guys that went out there and haven't really been on the Manitou stage before that just absolutely killed it. Absolutely killed it. I mean, Wyatt Lehman and Oliver Halverson step out there into roles and absolutely killed it. And I, I hadn't seen them in a play before. I mean, they may have been in it, but they stepped into leadership roles, taking on a leadership role on the team as well, not just in the play, and killed it, which turned Rocky into, I think, a great play. Yeah, I agree. Even Noah Yaffe, was he? Noah Yaffe he was a big Manitou actor, wasn't he's been, he? He's been in plays before, though. He's been in plays. He hasn't, he, like, he hasn't stepped up into a big role like that. Um, he was in NC States last year and had a pretty large role. But also what I think partially goes unnoticed is the level of difficulty into Rocky. I mean, besides for learning the lines, these the guys were, yeah, oh, the they were staying guy. back, going into meals and rest periods, learning the different fight combinations. I mean, Noah Yaffe had several different fights where he had to know, like, all right, after, after, uh, Weege throws the right hand, left hand, I got a duck and I'm throwing my right. Like, it's crazy how he had to just know that. Yeah, no, I saw for a little, a little bit from ours because we had all the sword fights, how much time. I could say the plays now are definitely a lot harder to learn every role than when we were in them. Mm-hmm. Like, for, I yeah. think, what, what, Nova, the hardest part was you and Jared had to just practice the raft, right? And when yeah. Had, 
Yeah. That was it. Yeah, like my hardest thing was I had to learn a little bit of choreography my CIT year for my solo in Rock of Ages, but... So obviously first play helps a lot with the culture, but how do you think your culture sort of progressed after the first play was done? You could sort of focus more on just the rest of college league and after the first week going forward. Um, definitely our identity started to shape. I think our, like, I mean, we started doing our, our five-star program, but I think when shirts came out. You want to talk a little bit about the five-star program? I don't think a lot of people outside of Kentucky know a ton about it. Yeah, let me just pull up the five stars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This is what it is from, like, your uh, your Apple Notes thing that you wrote probably, like, a, a, like two months before camp or something like that. Oh, God, we, yeah. all, we all have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone has one. Yeah. No, I just need to pull up the five stars. I forgot one of them. All right, there we are. The five-star program uh, I emulated after um, – the Kentucky basketball team. What the Kentucky basketball team does basically is they take in the most elite college basketball players, which most of them are five stars. For those who don't know what that means, uh, basically ESPN and different ranking sites rank high school athletes on a five-star basis. Uh, if you get all five stars, you're it means you're more of like the elite player. Four stars are also great, like all that stuff. And but Kentucky, you, you get three stars. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. And um, Kentucky, their basketball team is known for taking five-star players in and basically developing them to go to the NBA. So they get they have this big drawing coach Cal who develops their players to become professionals. And basically, what we did is, as Kentucky, we wanted to take guys and put them through our like our campers put them through our program and train them to become five stars and fully at our highest potential all as one team and being the best that we can be but the whole thing was that look like you don't just walk in completely holding your ego being a five star with our program you're gonna have to earn your stars and you're gonna earn your stars throughout the whole summer and so we had five stars we started off with being selfless we moved on to being confident then we moved on to embracing. That was when second session was coming around, embrace the new, uh, let out the old, embrace what's about to happen. There's gonna be new relationships, all this stuff. Then resiliency, we were starting to kind of get hit as like we were starting to lose a few more loops, kind of starting to fall back. You gotta stay resilient. And then it ended up, we developed our full culture. And the last one going to present was excellence because that was a fifth star that put us all together. We finally reached our highest potential, the highest that we can go as a team. And all we can be from there on out is excellent. So that basically each week kind of resembled um, a different star. And we played we played with that star, like we played being selfless and we played being confident. Then we embraced the new, stayed resilient and became excellent. And that was our five-star program. And I think what kind of was big about that was our shirts. Um, I remember being being in the bunk and Schiff had asked us that we had to send in our shirt logo that day and everyone's we're all it's it was kind of like a Dean bunk and so everyone's we're, we're all sitting in there everyone's saying their little quote and I was like hmm like I don't really I don't really want words or whatever to resemble this team I don't want one thing to resemble this team I've got so many things to put this team into fruition so I'm just going to make the first shirt where there's literally no words, no slogan, and just put five stars on the back. And I was like, yo, boys, what do we, like, what do we think about this? Because I'm riding with it. Like, if you guys don't like it, I won't do it. And they were like, that's sick. And I was like, all right, first team, just stars on the back, just symbols on the back, no words. And when it came out, I was like, all right. And we now we have the UK trip, kind of swaggy, big blue nation. We're getting the five stars. It's all starting to come together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, enough said, man. That that's awesome. Like you sold me again. Goddamn. Great great job. Um so yeah, yeah, there's that. Um uh what was, what was the second part of that question like facing resiliency in the second session? Did we talk about something like that or am I tripping on that one? Um the second session stars were embrace and resilient. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about them or? Yeah. Ah, it's, it's, right. it's all good. We can probably like... just break into present right now. 
Yeah. And I always wanted to, I was really into basketball. So I always wanted to be a five star and like go to like Kentucky or Duke or something. So I finally got the chance to actually become a five star athlete because I clearly lacked the facilities <laughs> on the court. Hey man, you, you had a bob in that all day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, to... like that. Okay. <laughs> hey man, but didn't you go three zero on Villanova or something like that? We went two. Uh, we went two. Two and, two and one in college league, and then we won high senior hoops. Ah, so, so we went three and one. We went three yeah, and one. Was like, I don't I, know. <laughs> but like, but I can't believe you just was... did that. Such a sore subject. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it, it was in between you and Zach, or excuse me, uh, Zach Lopez and then Jack Freeman. They had to end up giving it to Jack. I, I mean, it's just it, it's what happens. Word on the street is that Jack paid uh, Jose Merculi off for the Bob. Uh, not gonna get in, too involved in that. I beat him in college league, and I kind of like spanked him in high school hoops. But whatever. I was about to say Jose Merculi. He was on Texas A and M, wasn't he? Hmm. Yeah, you spanked. I mean, I still remember that game. We spanked him in high senior hoops. That's pretty fishy. That's pretty fishy. Weird coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was Jose and then Elijah Sheft, who was his counselor, were like the guys running basketball. (laughs) Damn, yo. Yo, Danny, I'm going to rescind what I said. I kind of feel like you got robbed now, too. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, good for Jack, which I don't get, because also Jack was, of course, going to win it the next year anyway. Like... It was just the most obvious thing that the 2018 Bob, like outside of Ben Daniels winning it this year, I can't think of like a more obvious the Bob was going to go to this year than Jack in 18. Yeah. So. I don't know. I guess back then it was more cool to give it to the absolute best instead of giving recognition to everyone. But hey, man, yeah, but that's how is, things change. You're saying this like um, Danny wasn't an, also a really good athlete when we were campers. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not like they were giving it to, like, me or, like, men, and they were giving it to, like, another really good – like, they would have given it to another really good athlete. Yes. Oh, yes. thanks for hyping me up a little bit. You know, I'll take that. Yeah. Need that. Hey, weren't, weren't, you the, uh, weren't you the two on Villanova? I think you were. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly. Oh. It had to have been. Yeah. I mean, I think I was, like, the four on FGCU, so, like – and I was the four, the five on Villanova, so I don't know how that happens. Something got lost in translation. Whatever. Uh, rankings are rankings. It happened. I double tapped as a high senior CIT, so guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's segue into uh, the Wildcat Prez night. Um, starting with the cheer, what, like – I personally thought your cheer was pretty electric. I still listen to Let's Get It Started, just like in my headphones all the time. Like, what what was the thought process behind uh, Let's Get It Started? Thought process behind Let's Get It Started was... Or just the cheer in general. Just the cheer in general. Our cheer in general. All right. Our thought process was we had our full list of songs put together. Um, we were listening to them for several nights, as you guys know, not being able to decide on a song. And then... Um, I I think it was it may have been Wheezy, may have been Jack Wexler. I forget who it was. Someone said, "What about Let's Get It Started?" We put it on, and everyone was just bumping. It was just bumping in there. And, and at the time, Andy Andy was there, Ben Selinger, Freeman was there, and they're all like, "We love it." Daniel Stern walks in, and he's like, "Is this what I think it is?" And he heard it, and he loved it. And basically everyone we're talking to just loved it. And we fell in love right away and not much basically went into it. We were kind of just like, all right, we're locking it. Um, Kobe made a, he took out all like the words. We kind of edited it because if you actually listen to it on present, it's not actually what the song is. We like cut out parts and put in other parts. Yeah. Cause there's a rap in like the original version, but you guys did it more like choppy bop, yeah. bop, bop instead of whatever Well I am was doing in that song. Yeah. And we, we thought it was, we thought it was pretty strong and we led into it with the video. Um, we brought the, we brought the video onto it. And then we thought the being in the stands was going to really help and really like bump it up until Loyola just went into the stands mid song. And we were like, all right, it's over. <laughs> yeah. It was about the Wyoming had the same perspective. We saw Loyola's cheer and we're like, well, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Can't yeah. win the cheer. Yeah. 
I, I gotta, yeah, yeah, I gotta give credit credit to Zach on that one. I did not think our cheer was our best song, and Zach was just like, "No, like, you can't see it. This is gonna be incredible." And yeah, the Loyola <laughs> cheer is the best present song I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna stand by that. Wow. Uh, actually, I don't know, like lyrically, but being in person, yeah. I was sitting in the back. And watching it unfold, the whole thing, because there's such a production watching it unfold, I was sitting there, I was like, this one, and this is maybe the best I've ever heard. Yeah, I'll stand by that. Like, I don't, like, I think lyrically it was really good. It wasn't, like, anything special. It was good. But then just the execution by the campers and all, like, the extra, like, special little hype moves of, like, Luke and Teddy sword fighting, the video of, like, the Ravens players and going to the aisle, put it above and beyond. Yeah, that Ravens video, like, I was watching it, and I was like, ah, it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I can't compete when you, your brother is, like, a coach of the Ravens. So, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe it would have been nice if Jared Perrin's brother, like, knew the Buffalo Bills and, like, got Josh Allen stuff. But, I mean. Yeah, that would have been great. It wasn't even like yeah. it was an unfair advantage. I mean, no reason Hank couldn't have had Josh do a similar thing. Was Josh with Georgia? I mean, he's with Baltimore, so, like. No, but I'm saying, like, with the how we got Daniel got us the video, like, there's no reason Josh couldn't have recorded something from the Ravens and done something funny if you could have. Obviously, it doesn't work yeah. on the same level because yeah. we're a Baltimore team, but you could have, I don't know, yeah. found a way to do something with it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, and then, then we segue to your fight. So, I personally, like, thought your fight was, like, freaking fantastic. I loved your fight. I love your like, fight Like, I remember so sitting much. there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting there watching, like, I think it was Jack McCavanaugh in, like, the front row, like, so smiley, like, doing his little dance. And I'm like, that's so cool. That sophomore must be a great kid to have on your team. <laughs> and then I realized afterwards, oh, no, he's a Lolo. Well, that's so oh, weird. Oh, my God. Lil J is such shout a... Out, shout out Lil J for being an absolute beast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. He's an animal. I, he was on uh, Maroon with us, and that's where I got to know the the beast that is Lil J. He also, so, was, he also was on Navy, if you would have been there. Oh, wait. Uh, yikes. <laughs> oh, I love shots being fired. <laughs> this is the most hostile episode we've had yet. But anyways, oh, by far. <laughs> no one's safe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Birthday. Yeah, but birthday. It was that was awesome. Um, well, how that? How'd you guys pick that one? Uh, in May, I was going to fly to Indiana. For Andy's graduation and 15 minutes before the flight Ben Satcher sent me birthday and goes listen to it this is a dub and like to be honest I told him I listened to it but like before the flight I was like just listened like like electric and I didn't listen to it until like that night I listened to it that day I didn't listen I listened to it later on and um we were originally gonna do we were thinking about doing die young by Kesha and we were gonna get people stomping on the on the little beat and like a like blue man group type thing with like the paint on the drums all that stuff but um we then put on birthday came back into the mix because Satcher was talking about it and we just ran with it because we we all started then we started it's like how every war room works you start playing your song people start to fall in love with it and then you bump it that whole night and then it's in your head the whole day you're walking to instructionals you're like singing it and then like i remember on ohio state i used to sing our alma and like walking up the hill and stern would always be like shut up shut up like we haven't locked it yet like don't give anyone else the idea and um and then we all started singing birthday it comes together we i thought that was our best lyrically written song there was like a lot of cool lines about references to Kentucky players and a lot of Kentucky identity stuff. Yeah. And we started yeah. getting the dances going. And going for the sweep. UK drip so clean. Uh, those, yeah. those are fire lines. So like not to mention seeing like a bunch of my campers like doing that same thing. I was like, hey, that that's awesome. Like yeah. little Alex Fine and Grayson Chrysler were my campers back in 2019. And seeing them do that was like completely electric. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, little known fact, we paid for um john calipari to be in in that song he was gonna come in uh right before like the final dance he was gonna come in he was gonna come in on the screen and he was gonna like oh 
Did you think I thought he was, was gonna I thought you were saying he was gonna actually come onto the stage, John Calipari. Oh, I know. It sounded like that. <laughs> we uh we were getting his cameo and uh we had paid for it. It was uh present night was six days away and we had paid for it and it said it gives him up to seven days to do it. And we were freaking out all week, like it's gotta come, it's got, like it needs to come, like we don't have anything else. Um and he was gonna say like like what time like he was gonna say his little thing like the classic cameo thing and then he was gonna say like what time is it and we we're gonna go it's time to bring out the big big blue like whatever and it was gonna be sick and we ended up just doing the mosh pit with the confetti and all that stuff it ended up working out um yeah that worked did out you awesome. ever end up get, did you get the cameo or so i it never came we were freaking out the whole time i actually canceled the cameo and got my money back during the wyoming fight I was waiting and waiting and I was sitting in the back. We all had our computers there because in case it came, we were gonna run to the bathroom or run outside and put it into the prez slides and re-download it. And uh, it got to the point where it was like, all right, we're going in like 20 minutes, canceling it now. So I was on my phone during the fight and I had to cancel it. Yo, yeah. so did you tell your team like on prez night, like, yo, Calipar videos, not happening. So just do a mosh pit. Well, so we had planned, we put in the plan the day before of like our like uh, confetti and balloons. We never, they never once knew, knew about Cal Party. I guess they're going to be hearing for the first time right now. And what our plan was, was if he came or like, even if he came during Prez night, when we were setting up like backstage or whatever, I was going to say like, like everyone like, listen, like just when I, when I say it or when Kobe says it, cause he was leading it. Bend, bend over and there's going to be a thing you'll see it tomorrow just listen like it's going to be calipari like it's going to be sick and i was just going to tell him and hope it went well in the moment but it never came so yeah, those things happen that's that's prez night that's uh that's doing it live so yeah, yeah. i thought that was our best song though yeah. i thought our fight i thought our fight was great and could have won I agree. Uh, I totally agree. It's just hard when Georgia does an entire choreographed thriller. Like, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Even that's like, another one of those things. What yeah. you said? It wasn't even like they came in second. I mean, I think Kentucky's fight definitely, I think, was better than the place because our fight got second. Yeah, no, we came in. We, I'm pretty sure we came in tied for third. Was no, it? No, no. Wyoming's fight was last place. I, I remember that one. Okay. So you guys we probably came got third. Yeah. Which, Waldo. If you're listening, let's talk, big man. Confirmed, Waldo is a friend of the show. Yeah, Waldo's a good friend of the show. I, I listened yesterday. Um, yeah, I I thought like we should have won, but you know, the I'm not the one who votes. That's fair. That's fair. And then we'll segue to the skit real quick. Where did you get the idea for Diego Bonarelli being Nash Oven? Because that, that by far, I think, was the funniest moment, like, of Prez Nights. That was one of the funniest skit scenes I think I've ever seen. Like, came out of my brain, and I'm proud about that one. <laughs> um, well, I think when Diego came second session and we were losing a few guys, it was kind of obvious that he was going to be on our team. Uh, he was going to be on Kentucky. And, like... It was also, we kind of needed it. We kind of needed some actors for the skit. And um, right. Diego was great, obviously. He's my guy. But he, like, we were thinking about it, and we were like, this is Nash written all over it. Like, come on. And we, like, we filmed the scene with the fur over him, too. So yeah. good. It was perfect. I think our skit, my, <laughs> my mom actually took, she took a full 50-minute video of our whole present night. She just sat there on her phone. <laughs> she oh videoed God. the whole thing. And when you go back to our fight, after every single scene, there was laughs. And and a lot, like, kind of going into it, sorry, I'm gonna spiel a little bit about the skit here. Uh, going into it, we were kind of thinking, like, let's make our songs really good. Uh, we're not, mm -hmm. like, the best skit writers. Um, like, Loyola's probably gonna win the skit, and if anyone has anything to say about it, it's probably gonna be Georgia. Yeah, I think Wyoming kind of had the same sentiment as that. None of us were really skit writers, and we all knew Loyola and Georgia were like had two of the best skit writers historically in the past three years. So, but the fact that both of us came out with like fantastic skits in all due respect, it was it was great. I mean, it was I think it's a testament to the league and also a testament to how the talent is improving over time. Yeah, I mean, 
Colgate. We're big time now. We are we're, big time. Big time skit cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, so we were writing our skit, and it was days and days of, like, the three, four in the morning, like, all right, our skit sucks. We've got nothing. Let's try the net tomorrow. And then it was the three in the morning, all right, our skit sucks. Well, let's go to bed and let's try it tomorrow. And then it got to the point where Jack and I uh, were looking at our skit and our scenes, and we were like, all right, this sucks, but could it be funny? <laughs> and we were like, who knows? And then we were like, we go to the next scene, we're like, all right, like, this could, like, low-key be funny. It depends on... And I, I'm, like, writing this song, the Hamilton song with the ladies with Josh and Corey Levy. And I'm like, I, I write it and I go, Jack, I think I may have written, like, the worst skit song of all time but like it could be funny just let me know and he, he, he listens to it he was like that was like the worst but like it low-key could be funny and we were like let's just put out a ridiculous skit with ridiculous people playing people with stuff that may not make sense but like hopefully it turns out to be funny and we're just like he's in the booth and like uh, uh i'm backstage and we're just like smiling the whole time because after each thing people loved it like there wasn't really a part where people like weren't laughing and it turns out i guess we can write a skit i don't know anyone can write a skit doesn't matter what you've done in the past because if you look at my past when i was put in charge of a skit clemson's skit didn't turn out all that well Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you and Jared both got reputations of being subpar skit writers from that team, but obviously you completely changed that. So kudos to both of you there. Yeah. Also, Ben Daniels and um, Ben Daniels and little Sam, Sam Devon, Sam Devon being baseball James and Noah Katzman, yeah. such a perfect duo. Yeah. Oh, dude, Baseball James got ripped to shreds. Katzman was in so many skits for, like, no reason, dude, no fault of his crazy. own. Because that's also one of the yeah. jokes where, like, no camper is going to get that joke. And that was yeah. the funniest joke in most skits. Yeah, like us yeah. having little Cam Stroud read the bit. Your scene was pretty funny. What was Loyola's? Do you, we, guys, we did you guys have, have a Cam Stroud joke? We didn't have a – I don't think we did. Honestly, I can't tell you any – like, I can't tell you – any line of our skit at this point like i did Did you write any of your skits dean you think i got anywhere close to it you think i've written like you think i've written a single line in a skit the last two years i've had zach like zach's been on my team both years like don't expose yourself here steen come on man you can't tell oh my god i want to yo you gotta sell it that you're giving zach all these ideas man it's not it's not zach's turn because of you think anyone would believe that you think anyone would believe that i'm giving zach skit ideas Yo, you could convince your sophomores and your, excuse me, your inters. Okay. To be fair, I did convince the the entirety of the intermediates that you were going to be a dean this year. Correct. Uh, Correct. That's exactly my point. Yeah. I hold a scary amount of power in lower camp. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right. Also, do you know what we threw in? We what? threw in the Schiff and JD rap. That, like, like obviously, like, that wasn't our content that we made. That was Schiff and JD did it in 2010 2011 we were like most of camp just hasn't seen this yeah that was such a great because i remember my first couple years that got played at the end of like at least one manito movies a year and i hadn't seen that in probably a good five six years at this point yeah and you got to think half the half of camp hasn't seen it so i mean there's parts of there's kids in camp who weren't going to be born when that thing was filmed wow yeah like wow don't don't even don't even talk about that steen yeah God, that's, that's a weird part to think about. Dan, is that uh, weird? Is that weird to think about for you? Because that there was kids on your team who weren't born when you came to camp. Crazy. Like, don't even don't even talk about that, man. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. That's life. Um, but uh, advice to future skit writers, hmm. aka you two, amongst other people. Um, short, short, short. I think we've all come to know that, um, yeah. and. Like when like it's just like you like you have all these scenes and you're sitting in your war room at two, three in the morning and it's just like whatever can a hundred percent make you laugh. If it can't a hundred percent like make you laugh or at least chuckle, it ha- it has to be gone. Like and you guys know that too. Like it just has to be gone. You have to keep your five, four or five scenes, one of them or at least one of them being a song, and that's how you're gonna win the skit. I mean, yeah, that happened. That happened for Wyoming's for sure. This uh, this portion of the skit between the cheer and the fight, we were supposed to have 
a video in addition to that. But it just wasn't that funny, so we had to cut it. So we ended up only having two scenes, a song and a scene, before it. And, and like, it worked. No one really noticed. So, I mean, you're absolutely right on that. I was going to say, not question Waldo, but uh, I question Waldo on the how, what is a skit? What is a skit? Because this is how I feel about it. I thought that we had the funniest skit with, like, the most laughs, but it wasn't a production. Like, we didn't have these crazy yeah, well, songs uh that like that what talent went into it but like we also didn't have people to do crazy songs all we had was a 30 second legion noah yaffe singing so it's like i thought skits were supposed to be like making fun of camp and being funny but clearly it's voted more on being a production like i don't know I think that's more or less the direction of camp, though, because I think people want to be entertained more than, like, made fun of. I mean, I think back to, like, 2017, 2018, back when, like, Josh Levy jokes were at peak content, like, everyone would be doing the Josh Levy impression. But now you don't really see those anymore because I just don't think it's really appreciated by directors. They, like, more or less want to be entertained on President. They don't want to be, like, made fun of brutally. I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know the mind of a director or I don't know the mind of a person with a voting card. Um but, but yeah, I don't but... think it's just skits that have kind of changed on that. I mean, it's also like skits have changed even way more than that. We just think back to early, like skits used to be like actual, like have an actual plot, like it would follow something along. It mm. doesn't really happen anymore. Now it's just scenes. And even that, like songs like, I used to be taught that it was, if you were singing during the fight, if you did, were doing anything other than screaming for the entirety of the fight, that you were going to lose. And that just isn't the case. Now, like, you Even... see cheers and fights that are almost, like, a third or a quarter singing. Like, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, like, that's... Wyoming's cheer, who, which was a pretty good cheer um, by my own standards. Uh, it was, like, probably a third singing. And, it, like, it, the judges loved it, so. Yeah. Singing while moshing. Yeah. That's true. That yeah. is true. Making a new height. To fight, like, obviously, Holgate, you weren't here that summer, but Ohio State's fight, the winning fight that Danny led, uh... We were singing for the first part. We were singing for the first part of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've definitely yeah. noticed a big trend of like you sing the first verse and then you scream that first chorus. You scream the second verse, scream the last chorus, do a little bit of a calm down, and then the last bit is like yeah. big and loud. That's yeah. kind of what I've noticed the segue of fights have kind of become. But I mean, it's worked. I don't think really anyone wants to go against the grain because why? If it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Of course, it has worked, but. I also don't know if it works because the like after, also after this summer, but as I've noticed, like the people that watch Detach Zero Two, watched mm -hmm. any of the YouTubes, write Pres Night, sing Pres Nights, talk about it with their friends during the year, sing it when it comes out on the radio, don't vote on Pres Night. And mm -hmm. And so it's 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 really gotten to the point where like you don't really know. Like I think things clearly do work, but you don't know exactly what works because you don't know the mind of the voter. Like there's people that are voting that haven't written a president song or haven't even been involved in one. So yeah. it's like, what are they looking for? Don't know. Hopefully we read the trends right. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's, I don't know. I mean, that's part of it is like I also think it's not like it's one voter like we've been talking about it like it's one singular mind it's a group of people who are all going to vote differently so i don't think there is a set trend that's going to work something that's going to get waldo's vote in the fight may not get ada's vote in the fight or i mean yeah someone who like a very good musically executed song might get the uh theater vote but like a good musical song would go over right over the head of someone like zach bianchi you know what i mean yeah <laughs> um yeah i also think you see that in clemson's fight yeah. like a lot of, there was a consensus with like that it was like a great fight the rap does it go over well with mm. some of the voters who knows yeah uh, i've definitely considered raps like how they go over because i mean usc uh correct me if i'm wrong that was like where raps were originated in fight slash cheers and it really has only been done then and clemson uh steen you can yeah. check me on the history knowledge uh. but well, Jared Allen also messed yeah, up. Yeah, Jared Allen botched it. Broachin was great on his, so there's a little bit of a difference there. But yeah, those are the only two that I can think of. I mean, yeah. we'll see. There might be a, uh, a rap and a fight in the future. We never know. That's life ecology, so yeah. yeah. 
expect the unexpected yep. as always as always and i know we're kind of running around running out of time so i quickly want to touch upon your alma um very good alma in its own respect i think overall this was a very good alma year i don't think anyone was like significantly above the rest obviously biased to wyoming because i was on that team but like i think any one of those wyoming or excuse me any one of those almas could have done really well in another year so what were your thoughts on that how did you find um uh, what was the name of the song? Whatever it was. No matter what. No matter what. Uh, yes. Yeah. No matter what. Um, I believe Daniel Stern thought about no matter what. Yeah, we were, I think, we were close to using it. I think Ben, someone, one of from Andy's and Sally and Freeman's year thought about the using it. Class. Then Loyola was pretty close to using it, and we listened to it, and basically we. We thought that Loyola was heavily considering that in driver's license. And basically, I was like texting Stern. I was like, can you guys decide? Because I want to use no matter what. And like, can you figure it out? He's like, I think we're leaning driver's license. So it's all you. Um, we originally had another song in mind. Um, I think that song will probably be used soon. So I don't want yeah, to give uh, it. I appreciate it if you don't say it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, yeah. We might be thinking of different songs here then, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we decided on No Matter What. We fell in love with it. We thought it was a very soft kind of melody type thing that could just be a winner and would get emotions out. And the, I like, I, I, just, I just really fell in love with it. I, even the day of, I remember I was picking up stuff from, uh, I can't say that because I'm not supposed to be leaving camp um we'll cut it that day whatever you would yeah yeah started out. uh that day i was just like w- like we had finished i had finished writing my speech it was six in the morning uh seven in the morning zachary was still in his room writing all of his stuff all the final classic preparations uh the sun was already up and i just like i said like what up stern like it all comes down to today like best of luck um and i just walked around the fields listening to it, it was just like bawling i was like oh my god like it's finally coming down i can't believe this is my alma i love it like but uh to the alma i it tells a story if you look at the lyrics um actually people don't have like the lyrics on hand it tells a story that's how alma should go and i think it tells the story of our team pretty well um and i i don't know it was it was nice i thought it was catchy um i thought the kids loved it and yeah I thought it was great. I love, I still love yeah. listening. Yeah, I definitely, I don't think that chorus will leave my mind anytime soon. Big Blue, we love you no matter what. Like, very catchy, very good. Um, Earning five stars on our back, proving what we have become. Sorry, had to. Oh, that's good. I, I didn't remember that part, so it's good you filled it in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, to, for my present perspective, was I didn't know, like, so I have like terrible eyes and I didn't have my glasses on president and I was sitting in the back for Wyoming's president and I was listening to it and I was like, this is a solid Alma as like, no matter, like, no matter, no matter what, like, I'm not trying to say the title right now, no matter what, all of our Almas were going to be sick Almas because just the deans and top coaches writing and everybody's going to let their team have a battle, especially. I was listening. And I was like, solid Alma. Like, obviously, this has a chance. I didn't know what took it over the top was I didn't, I couldn't see one kid crying just because I was in the back. So I didn't see the emotions. I could kind of just hear it. And then I kind of even was like, yeah, what's going on? Like, some of the words are like starting, like, 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 I can't even like hear everything because kids were just like crying. Oh, and um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I had no clue <laughs> about that until uh, Wyoming actually won the Alma. And I remember I was like talking with Jack and Kobe afterwards and I was like, so like, like what like stood out to you? I thought all the Almas were like pretty similar, like all pretty solid. And they're like, yo, did you see the kids crying? I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? He was like, dude, like everyone's like talking about the emotion. It was like crazy. And like, it clearly showed how much they love the team. And I was like, I have no clue what you guys are talking about. And then I saw the videos and I was like, oh my gosh, from the start, tears were just falling out. Yeah, that that front row of CITs, every single one of them were like completely bawling. All of them heads dropped when it ended. I, I think 
yeah, it's really hard to compete with that when it comes to other omelets. But don't get me wrong, a completely awesome omelet year overall. Um, as we come to the end of the show, um, is there any any bits and bits and pieces that you want to drop on the uh, ten for two guys listeners before we uh, start to head out? Um, while I have the time before the other deans get to it, yes. I want to expose some of our potential ideas for future years. And oh no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I know, no, I actually don't have anything to say. I just want to be able to say everything to yeah. the you guys show listeners that I can while I have the floor. Of course. By all means. Uh, Dean Blob, just saying, before I get to this, Dean Blob was like an auto lock. Like there was no chance any of them were going to beat me. Maybe Jared, but like not really that much of a chance. Just, just saying. Um, uh, second thing is I want everyone to know, I'm just going to be a little selfish here. I want everyone to know that I hit two game-winning PKs in Counselor whatever both game winners so <laughs> don't mind everyone uh but for for potential deans in the future listening a few suggestions to everyone out there listening that could be a dean someday when you're doing it with your friends hire a camera crew and turn it into the dean documentary turn it into a 30 30 over the summer get the behind the scenes footage oh, um, maybe sit down film some stuff your own when you're starting to plan out your team then the behind the scenes of picking out the hat like also you know like in like shows like survivor bachelor like where like they like do like the confessionals yeah confessionals like loop one like jared walks in and and he's like he's pissed i forget what happened loop one he's like hey we had a good loop one i think we got second place I, i don't know i was just it was an example or like or like i lose a play and i'm in there just talking but behind the scenes footage, um, slippery, slippery stairs. This was a Zachary Stern idea. I don't know if you guys have seen the game. There's like, uh, I don't know, some sort Oh, of I know game. exactly what you're talking about. It happens in like um, Asian, Asian games. games. Yes. Yeah. And um, the stairs are all oiled and the deans have to make their way up the oiled stairs while the top coaches can throw stuff at the other deans while people can pull each other and stuff why didn't we why didn't we do this last year holy how i would oh my god we had robbie robbie would have picked you guys off yeah (laughs) Um, oh my god imagine like robbie just like like throwing a football at hank's head oh my god it'd be great i mean i'd feel bad for hank but that would be the most legendary event of the summer Hank, Hank gets to the top of the stairs and Stern pulls his foot and goes shooting down the oil stairs. It'd be great. It'd be like the greatest for, for, to determine something. I don't know. That's, um, that's, oh my God, that's how we determine meeting places going forward. Yeah. Dean slippery stairs. Dean slippery stairs. Uh, obviously the sweatshirts. Um, mm. Future deans have to get the sweatshirts. Um, the I thought it was a fantastic idea. Like those sweatshirts, yeah. like... They represent like your team, and you're gonna have them forever. Um, yeah, actually, well, we have a whole doc. I just can't think of stuff. Um, yeah, uh, quick if thing time allows, about... later on in the year, we might have an episode with all four deans on where you can hash out your episodes yeah. disputes. We're, we're gonna want to do one with all four of you. And uh, we were talking about it earlier, but the just putting it out there for the Clemson staff, Dean Andy Kaplan. Uh, top coaches, Brandon Robofsky, Danny Kaplan, Jared Perrin, Sam Eiselman, Jonathan Goldstein, and Ethan Manning. Absolutely incredible Come on. staff. First, very happy you put my name above Ethan's there. Wow. It would just float out. Yeah. This is also a, this is also a roast Ethan podcast. So. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, any last words other than what you just dri- dripped off? Um, I hope to see everyone back there soon. Um, um yeah i'm uh thank you guys for having me um absolutely thank you for coming on this this is awesome yeah yeah i hope to make my way back to camp manitou see all the listeners soon um and 10 for two guys show is just elite everyone needs to keep listening and i can't wait to listen to stern hank and jared's episodes because they're probably going to say stuff and I'll refute it. So I'll come back on for another episode to refute what they're saying because you guys shouldn't listen to them because they have no clue what they're talking about. But um, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. And uh, to Hank Stern and Jared, um, I was first. They wanted me on the podcast first because 
Kentucky number one. We <laughs> have the number one thing going. Yeah. It keeps going, except for the standings in, in College League, right side for life. Um, <laughs> but, right side for life. Yeah, right but, no, but also left side to the far right. So, yeah. ah, whatever. Yes, I get it because you got – yeah, okay. Yeah, we understand. Okay. All right. Well, uh, once again, thank you all for listening. Uh, and as always, Steen. Stay marvelous, Manitou. Peace. See ya.